Hello, Attactioneers. I'm your host, Taylor Morrow. Oh, and I'm your other host, Colin Honigman. Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast. All right. You nailed it. Thank you. Great job. So if uh, you watch our... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Helps me focus, you know, (laughs) looking at you shirtless. Uh, If you've noticed, Isaac's not here. And that's because in our last reaction step, Colin gave Isaac the plague. And Mm -hmm. uh, he's suffering from too much blood rot and frailty to podcast with us today. Spreading plague is OP. (laughs) That's topical. (laughs) Nailing it. Perfect. (laughs) All right. You can take your pants off now, too. (laughs) <laughs> sign up for our patreon <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> all uh, right yeah so today episode 62 i think okay hi yeah this is taylor editing the podcast and it is certainly episode 63 not episode 62 so 63, not 62. Okay, back to the show. Uh, We're going to be talking about our experiences with Outsiders pre-release. But before we get into that, Colin, you've listened to the podcast. Usually me and Isaac bullshit for a few minutes. So I'm going to bullshit with you. What's up in your life? I hear you have a new dresser. (laughs) Tell us all about it. All right. So apparently... Pottery Barn sells stuff, right? But they have like a teen website that has stuff that's actually kind of better. Uh, and then they have the same stuff on their kids' website. But if you buy it from the teen website, it's cheaper, slightly. And so, how many hours of work did you waste figuring this out? Uh, you know, enough. <laughs> No, no comment. Just in case somebody from my company listens. <laughs> no, uh, Jess does a lot of our research. She's very good at uh, shopping online and finding the good deals and comparing things. But we also had a very specific space that it had to fit in, and it had to be bigger than the one we had, but also fit in the same exact space. <laughs> so uh, that that was a tall order that we'd been working on for a while. So we got that delivered this morning. I have not put my clothes in it yet, so that's also cool. They're just hanging around in laundry baskets. <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish organizing Dynasty before <laughs> Friday so I can make a mess of my room again with outsiders. <laughs> I thought I had an extra binder for outsiders and then I was like oh shit I don't maybe I have room in one of these other ones I don't and then I found two just boxes of bulk cards from dynasty and was like oh crap (laughs) (laughs) so I have some uh some homework this week as well to prepare for the Card Christmas, that is all in our future this coming weekend. 
I'm like 80% of the way through reorganizing all of my cards, <laughs> keeping only like a certain amount of each, uh, you know, of every card, basically. I mean, you know, not every card, not like, I don't have like eight Majestics CNCs or something, but you know, like for commons and rares, I try to, it's like, I have like eight or 10 of each. So it's like, if they go in multiple decks, I have enough to support that. And I'm not like swapping cards out. And I used to do binders and then spill over bulk into boxes. But then every time I look in the binder, they would be gone. And then I have to go to the boxes. And I was just like, this (laughs) system does not work because it takes too long to find everything. So I am, I'm almost all the way of organizing. I'm on wizard now. I think that's one of my last classes where I have to like organize all the new car or, you know, organize the new cards and then reduce the number of copies of other cards. And then I have to like undo all my binders, but I'm going to keep the majestics and stuff in the binders, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, And then I'm contemplating because I'm a, I was going to say a bad person, but just because (laughs) I can't help myself uh, trying to do like master sets or something where you have like Mm -hmm. one of every card, maybe not like actual master sets where you have the coal foils and rainbow foils of every Mm -hmm. version of everything. But like, just like sets yeah yeah exactly a journeyman set of just like you know one cop maybe rainbow foil of everything except like legendaries and shit just have that you know in binders to look at for fun um (laughs) but we'll see i'm it's a constant thing i still just have cards stacked all over my desk that other desk over there and then there's just shit everywhere so (laughs) we'll see if we get there by friday Totally. I would, this would be a good poll to just like know how many card players have perfect organizational systems and that sort of thing, you know, like where they are able to just one set comes in, it gets put away, it's, it's all working. And then the next set, you know, comes in and there's, there's no hiccups and there's like no mess. You know, I would yeah. really like to know who who can freaking do that. Yeah, who's the Mary Kondo <laughs> of TCGs? That's that's who I want to meet, and that's who I want to follow. That's who I want to talk to, and maybe just watch them be more organized than me and never get there. But I am <clears throat> I'm always curious. I, everyone has their preference. There's no right way to do it, but yeah, you know, for me it was like. It just kept happening. I was like, I look in the binder, card I want isn't there. Okay, great. Now I got to go to the boxes. I was like, this is a two-step process. That could just be one step. So maybe we should work on that. Yeah. I don't really ever have more than two CC decks like in paper. So it's never really been an issue. But like (sighs) the problem is, is then like, like I have, it's right here. This is a deck box of like old him cards, right? I put it together right before the BNR. <laughs> <laughs> and then now I'm like, well, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not putting this away. Not yet. You know? So I just, I need to put that away. And then over yeah. here, which you can't see off camera is another deck box with my viscerai deck that's all fucking mishmashed around and that also probably needs to go away although 
maybe not, but that's for a later podcast. So nice. anyway, it's, it's chaos over here at seventh river orchard, which is what I call my house. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of which, how are you? There's been a lot of weather events. <laughs> oh, totally. So biggest life events. Yeah. Biggest flood happened uh, in the four years we've owned the place. Also, happy house owning anniversary to me this month, month of March. Hey, happy birthday house. Thank you. Also, happy birthday to my wife. Happy International Women's Day, which is the same day. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, which next is week, right? Next week. Uh, so just a big month. So anyway, uh, the flood was severe. Didn't get into the house or damage anything, but it was scary because it kept rising the whole day. And it was probably like three and a half, four feet deep at its like deepest points. So, um, wow. Yeah, it was nuts. I was posting the discord doesn't let you upload videos and shit unless you're nitro. Um, so nitro. <laughs> I, I just had to have like <laughs> smaller pictures, but I think I captured the essence of it all. So, uh, yeah, it was yeah. seeing it rise. If like I came in later and I was just seeing the progression very quickly, and it was like, holy crap! Like, yeah, dude in a truck trying to forge that river. Then <laughs> uh, there was people just boating in it, and then <laughs> yeah. it was coming up your driveway. And like, your house is like l- raised up too. So I feel yeah. like obviously they, whoever made it, was like, yes, it floods sometimes. So like right. you know, it was built for that. And then your gulch was all like gulchy, river dude, gulchy. It was crazy. It was so loud. It was, yeah, it was like a full on. So there's like, there's a gulch, right? I own a gulch, which is pretty cool. Widow's gulch. Yeah. (laughs) Widow's gulch. Baller. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, do you really own the land though? Anyway. uh, Legally, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Spiritually, maybe not. Uh, And so I'm in the gulch because I'm like, what's the what's going on in the gulch? And it has a culvert at the end of it that's supposed to drain under the road. But it was so flooded right there that it was running over the top of the road. So it was like a rushing river on top of the rushing river, basically. It was very cool to be in the gulch rainforest while that was happening and that was during the happy times when you're like wow this flood's crazy right and then like three hours later you're like it's still going up this is scary (laughs) (laughs) and you're like wow cool they're like oh no (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly so uh we made it through it didn't get in the house it still needed several feet to get there so it was it was totally fine Um, but you know, just nervous. I just had like a booze midday and then like lifted some weights to get rid of some anxiety. And then I felt like way better. And then it stopped going up and it went down a little bit and I was like, sweet, I can go to bed and not freaking wake up and like have to go pee in the middle of the night and be like, there's water all over the floor. Great. How long did it take to like recede back into the actual river? Uh, it, it took about, and it probably took 24 hours for the road to completely clear, but for it to be drivable, like the next day kind of 
early afternoon, you could drive through it with like a smaller sedan. You could get through with a truck kind of earlier in the morning. So nice. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Just having all the weather out here in California this year. Hell yeah. Speaking of weather, the pits, they don't have a lot of different weather because they're underground of metrics. It rains blood. It rains blood and it's dank and dark. So let's get into some podcast stuff now. So usually we would go into the news, but guess what? There's no news. So blammo, shout outs, call in. All right, I got I got a couple locals locals only shout outs, uh, <clears throat> just some things I've been thinking about noticing. Uh, first one up, Evan Bridges, our local game store, flesh and blood coordinator, promoter, all around good guy, head judge at events and shit. I just feel like things have gotten cooler for us over there at Odyssey. We've been getting prize packs, we've been getting uh, gift card store credit for winning uh and the store is actually going to have boxes of outsiders more than just like two that then sell out then they have no product they're going to (laughs) open boxes and sell singles i'm just like thank you for acknowledging us as players and taking care of us and uh you know i appreciate it so shout out to evan friend of the show uh and me. <laughs> uh, and then also uh, from Odyssey, a uh, new player, newer player, not new, but you know, new ish. Uh, Chris, great guy. Just love playing against him. I've been playing against him a lot lately. He usually plays Dromai, but we played against each other at the pre release. Just a pleasure uh, to play against and talk to. So shout out to Chris. I know he listens to the show. So, um, just want to say hey. So yeah, those are my locals only shout outs. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh shout out to Hella Battle Bros from the Discord that won their pre-releases. Boom. Uh shout out to Peyton win winning on Arachne. Shout out to Hayden, the true Australian Hayden, winning on Azalea, <laughs> which is pretty sick. Shout out to Jesse, uh, winning with Riptide. He's the Talishar Lexi guy. Maybe that he's going to be the, Lexi guy, yeah. the Talishar <laughs> Riptide guy from now on. Who knows? Shout out to Zane, winning in the most baller way. Took like a bullet speed train. He's in Japan right now, which I didn't know. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to try to get into a pre-release in Osaka. And then he did. And then he just like pitch stacked Riptide for freaking the win on a bunch of Japanese noobs, maybe. So yeah. What up nerds? This is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. San <totally>. Diego. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. So great move, Zane. I mean, we all know you flew to Japan just so you could win a pre-release. So <laughs> expensive, expensive clout you paid for. And then shout out to Thor Mike who won on Azuri. So Awesome yeah. job, everybody. That's shout like, out to shout out to Gunner who won our local pre-release. Nice. Even though there was like uh four people were had the exact same record, but he just won on breakers, which was pretty <laughs> weird. <laughs> so anyway. Right, 
right? Okay, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but yeah, I was just going to say, that's like a solid percentage of our Patreon, Discord, Battle Bro. No way. We have thousands of patrons, and this was a tiny, tiny percentage. <laughs> no, dude. It's a small, elite group of people who <laughs> oh, hang out with us, and they true. get better okay. at the game. Or they were good, and they also hang out with us. Or you know, some mixture of both, uh, you know, it's just, it was just cool. It was just rolling in. It was like, everyone, yeah. Oh, I did. I mean, it felt like that. I mean, people were memeing about it on the weekend. It was just like, looks like everyone went undefeated in their, yeah, totally. <laughs> their pre-release. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's just the people posting about it, but it was, it was very funny. It was funny, but great job, everybody. That's freaking awesome. Hell yeah. Got some real freaking crushers and some real nice people. So hashtag join our patron. Uh, announcements. So for me, I don't think I'm going to do. So it's a double announcement. One, if you've not been following my <laughs> Azuri journey on Saturday mornings, uh, I've been streaming live all of my Azuri games I've been kind of testing and you get to see the evolution of the deck and me as a player playing that. So that's been really fun, but I will not be, and that's usually right around nine, nine ish West coast, California time. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to stream this weekend because it is pre-release or excuse me, re-release. <laughs> the yeah. release the re- um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm gonna be gearing up for my own all day of drafting and so are everybody else so we're we're not gonna do it but um the saturday after that we'll be there so check out the stream it's pretty fun hell yeah also in announcements okay I'm getting real with everybody in the listenership. Y'all have not been sending in your voice memo questions for me to play on the podcast and for us to answer live. So get your phone out, go to your voice memo app, pause this podcast. (laughs) And then now you're back and you've recorded your question and now you email it to us at the attack action podcast at gmail.com. And then you'll get your 30 seconds of fame. So it's a perfect time, new set, lots of questions, shoot them over to us. We're, we're really happy about that. So do it. Stop yeah. slacking. It can even be not related to outsiders, like tips yeah. on mustache care. Like, I mean, just updates <clears throat> on my dog. <laughs> Whatever you want, just ask us a question. Totally. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I can't wait for those. I'm I've been meaning to look into seeing if we can just set up a phone number because I also think that's <laughs> funny if someone could just call in. Yeah, uh, that is cool. <clears throat> but we'll we'll look in that. If someone set sends in one voice memo, we'll set up an actual number you can call, maybe. <laughs> we'll just get a burner phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll get That's a flip phone. Not, yeah, yeah, I'll get a, a flip phone from Mitch, and then I'll <laughs> and I'll just play it from the phone into the microphone. It'll be that <clears throat> that kind of quality. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Mitch who just broke his last 
flip phone to then get a new flip phone. Sick. He's a man of strong convictions. All right, next announcement. Uh, If you haven't heard, we now have a Patreon-exclusive podcast monthly called the Time Snap Cast or something like that. (laughs) 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 Time Snap Podcast. It's Time Snap. It's Time Snap. We get an extra action point, and we talk about whatever the hell we want to. So if you don't skip the first part of the podcast because you like it, You'll get more of that in the time snap. Hell yeah. Uh, so check it out. Uh, last one I did where I went insane in real time <laughs> trying to explain the Malazan Book of the Fallen. Um, I think I broke myself several times in the process, uh, but somehow came out feeling pretty good about it after I was reassured by my co-host that it was fine. <laughs> uh, and I did a, a time snap on a run of the of uh what's his name? Thor. Thor. The god of thunder. So I did yeah, no. uh not Thor Mike our, our patron. I know. That's what I was trying not to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Thor, Marvel character, beloved hero of Asgard. I did uh, a run of comics um in twenty twelve. Uh, talked about those that I was reading. So that was super fun. And then uh, Isaac, once he's cured of plague or, you know, or whatever needs to happen, you know, maybe he grows another head. I'm not sure, Uh, but he'll be, he'll be up on the next time snap. And I look forward to what he has to say. So, yeah, if he, if he gets any pit pimples, we'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll post him on our OnlyFans. (laughs) Uh, last announcement. This is the big one. Okay. This is a brand new segment cooked up by yours truly, me and Colin. Uh, also, we stole it from shout out to Get Played, the premier video game podcast. It's very good. Go listen to that. But we're doing a we build, you build for the month of April. So how this is going to work is... We're all going to collectively build the same deck for this. Excuse me, not the same deck, but we're going to build a deck for the same hero and we're going to play it for the month of April. And then we're going to come back at the end of the month, me and Colin, and we're going to talk about our experience and we're going to field your questions or comments about what you did in your experiences as well. You as in the listeners. So we're going to have a new channel in the discord for discussion and posting deck lists and that sort of thing. So once this podcast is live, so will that channel be? So again, get into the patron gets you into the discord. Colin, what format and hero are we going to do this? We build you build segment on. All right. Throwing a curveball but not really because it's landing right on skirmish season. It's blitz, baby. Ooh. We're going back to blitz, back to basics, back to early fab when we had nothing but blitz to play for online events. <clears throat> but what are we going to play? Arachne, solitary confinement. Nailed it. 
in our notes it says ACS, and I was like, wait, is it confinement solitary? Oh yeah, my uh, bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh <clears throat> Arachne, we went with Arachne, uh the Blitz only assassin, because uh, we thought that was fun. It's like a little something new, special. Uh, you know, Taylor's been digging into Azuri. I think I'm also gonna be exploring Azuri. So we thought it'd be fun to switch it up, check out ASC. Uh, he's bringing that, you know, real just murderous loner mm-hmm. vibe uh, that mm-hmm. everybody loves at parties. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he's uh, stealthing in with go again. And then, you know, I don't know. He's, he seems pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, join us this month, build an ASC in Blitz. Uh, and we're going to take it to our skirmishes if we can. Or if they are Blitz, I think, you know, it's a mixed bag this year. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, but yeah, it's my goal to get to at least one skirmish playing blitz, which I'm actually excited about now because we're all doing this together. Yeah, totally. And if you can't make it to a skirmish, that's okay. You can play it on Talishar, kitchen table, armories, uh, just theory craft, whatever. Yeah. However you, you want to engage. It sucks and move on. That's fine too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. Um, but do move on. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, experience what it's, what it's like and, you know, it'll be a communal, uh, time as well. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I know Colin's excited, so it's, it's going to be great. And again, it's just, just for the month of April. Then at the end, me and Colin, uh, will do a special bonus episode, I think. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it and we'll try to do these. I think we're going to make this a recurring thing. I don't know how often, but maybe every skirmish quarterly quarterly sounds like a nice amount of time to not just make a ton more work for us. So we're shooting for quarterly, (laughs) but you know what? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. If we have a lot of fun, we'll do it again. Yeah, especially if uh, y'all have a lot of fun and want to do it again. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. So appreciate you all getting involved. So with uh, with that, Colin, let us jump into the main topic, which is Outsiders pre-release. Yeah, sting, sting, noises, noises sound effects i'm ready etc um how many pre-releases did you go to i went to one nice same z's I'm, I'm a busy man these days and that's all i could get to yeah i agree uh i maybe had the opportunity to travel i definitely did have the opportunity to travel but as it was coming down the pipe the availability at pre-releases seemed dicey. So I just went with one, our local one, and uh, that was fine. You know, it was totally fine. I feel you. Yeah, I did. I did the one. I maybe could have done two, but I had D&D on Saturday. And, you know, I'm just working real hard to get out of the abyss um, and out (laughs) of the underdark. So that's... That's important. I show up to those. Those the <laughs> underdark sidebar is uh, a very scary place 
and uh, it's really intense. It's very much like the pits. It's just everything's trying to kill you. It's mm-hmm. always dark and bad. And I'm sure yep. there's mushrooms there everywhere. Like it's that dank mushroom vibe. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> so I think also, uh, I only played sealed. I believe you did too, right? You didn't yeah, draft yet. Totally. Okay. Yeah. No. So we're we're gonna talk about this. We only played sealed. They didn't end up doing draft. I also didn't do well enough to make the top eight draft. So. <clears throat> Is what it is. Did they do a top eight draft at your store or did they just do the rounds they, of Swiss and that was they it? They just did rounds of Swiss because they we had a undefeated person and it actually took a long time. So um, I think mm. we were just not going to do another three hours. Um, <clears throat> and we saved the boxes to do draft at Armories for the next month or so. Cool. So it's going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we just did one, um, you know, ours is really small, but we did a dealio where we did, because we only had six people show up, uh, which is kind of annoying. We had definitely more people that said they were going to show up. Uh, I think we were going to have like upwards of 10, which would have been big for us. Um, But six showed up, which was fine, Uh, but we had a good time. But so what we did was... um, we did our three rounds with our first pool and then we got to do an extra little sealed bit, uh, an extra round with another pool. So I got to actually open two pools of cards, um, in my one evening, which was pretty rad. Um, I enjoyed seeing the contrast between two different card pools. So, uh, I'm not even sure really where to begin, but maybe, Let's start technical. So like the pack layout is really weird mm. <laughs> and is hard to kind of get used to. So what I kind of noticed, and we have a bit of a confusing graphic here, shout out to Yichen. Um, it's not that confusing. It's a, it's a good graphic. Um, but so you get two to three class commons, it looked like. And then you get five generic commons, roughly, and or six generic commons, something like that. Or you get three to four. You get nine commons in the front. <laughs> and the first couple are class cards, and then it's generics. And then you get into your hybrid slash rare slash more than rare slash foil equipment etc but the weird part was was that i opened more than one pack with three non-foil rares in it Mm. that is weird yeah i guess because the hybrids can be rare or not right i suppose so but yeah i guess so the hybrid can just be anything so maybe that's what it is is that I'd have to, I wish I could look at those again and know what those packs are. We will know pretty soon. Um, but I suppose, yeah, the hybrid could be a rare, but not a majestic. Yeah, right? totally. Like death touch is a rare, but then like virulent touch is a common. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably what happened. That's cool though. I didn't pay attention enough to that. Cause I was just, I was hoping for like, something dope like 
any majestic. I only got one majestic, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's interesting, and I think it's going to be uh, a very interesting in draft. I'm yeah, I'm excited to try it. I think it's beyond my brain capabilities to project you know <clears throat> the calculations and knowing everything I'm, I'm more of like a feel it out and get used to it kind of person even if i'm just looking at the numbers but mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> it is really interesting i thought opening packs uh for one it was really nice to see some generics just like mm-hmm. here's some good cards that mm-hmm. you know you can you can do whatever with um and then from there the hybrid cards were interesting just because it was like you know depending on how you shuffle through your cards you don't see one or the other border so you know when you're just learning all the cards you're like oh shit this is actually hybrid i could run this in both things so i thought there was a lot of interesting choices that could be made immediately um which is cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the I thought it was going to be harder to sort and figure out the information, but it really wasn't because the number of hybrid cards you get is uh, low enough. You know what I mean? So like I definitely had uh, more than six, I think, every time uh, because some of them could be foil or... Uh, like the rare ones or whatever. So I had somewhere around like, you know, eight to 10. And so it was like a lot easier to sort than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, So that was a little bit better on my, that was relieving to me to know that like to get the, the pools of cards together was more simple than I had anticipated. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm also kind of, I was like a little surprised opening the packs, just like, maybe I just said this too, but just like the number of possibilities you have yeah. looking at this, because you have these pools, which normally you're like, okay, so I've got these ranger cards, so how do they work with my one ranger hero? And now you're like, wait, <clears throat> how does this work? with my two ranger heroes who play very differently and are thinking about different things and care more or less about the generic or hybrid cards. Uh, And so you're having to analyze the same pool for six different possible heroes, um, which was, was a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it was just a lot and it was cool. And I think I just got real overwhelmed and was like, well, fuck it. I got a lot of stealth cards, so we're going with Arachne because he has go again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was just like, I mean, I'm sure I thought about it before, but just being presented with that much information and trying to analyze the pool in different ways, because normally it's like, okay, my class cards and my you know generics and I split them mm-hmm. by color and I look at them and you're like, okay, like, do I have like the resources? Do I have this? But with this, you really have to like, I don't know. It feels like you have to understand what the heroes are trying to do uh, at a higher level to really build a better pool from that or, you know, a deck from that pool. Yeah, totally. I think also what I looked at was 
also how my generic pool supported me. So to to now kind of get into the nitty gritties, in my second pool was a great, I think, uh, lesson of this. So like I opened fairly good ranger cards. Like I think I had five or six like red arrows um, and, and some of them were pretty good. Like I think I had a, a couple withering shots and like some widow makers and stuff. But I only had one like lace with frailty mm. in my my pool of ranger cards, and then I did not have. It, I think I only had like one or two blue come to fights, so no other pumps, mm. so, and then no traps. So I was like, well, Arachne feels really off the table. I mean, uh, excuse me, Riptide feels really off the table. So does Azalea even though I have these pretty good arrows. But then I wound up with uh, some really good red two for six cards and kind of enough little blue go again attacks for Ninja so that I wound up running Benji and kind of had this sweet kind of mid-range value Benji deck where I would get in basically a free one to two points of damage and then come in with a seven, a two for seven with Benji's second ability. And most of the time I was like three card tenning. So it's like pitch one card to Gadachi, free attack for two, and then that hits. So then I have the two resources for the two for seven attack. And that felt really strong. Um because, and I didn't go assassin in that pool because I had only two two reactions and one of them was like a blue uh, razor's edge and the other mm. one was a red razor's edge. And I think I only had like nine stealth cards or or something like that. So it just it just wasn't working out. So that was kind of like, how I looked at that pool of cards and came to that decision. I still have those cards set aside. So I'm interested to, to re look at it now that I've had a few days and I'm going to do that with my original pool of cards as well. But, um, what do you play with the original pool? So the original pool, I opened a shakedown and kind of quite a bit of stealth cards, in a variety of colors and uh i had some other like pretty good assassin ranger cards like virulent virulent touch red and death touch red Mm -hmm. and i kind of had more of the uh not necessarily like the two for sixes i had some of those like i had a humble and i think i had a couple spring loaded red or spring attack What's the one with the snake on it? I think spring load spring load. And I had a couple of those, uh, in red. So I went Azuri in my first pool and kind of just ran like 37 cards and just freaking went for it. Nice. Just sent it. Shakedown seems really good in limited. Every time Mm -hmm. it happened to me, it was like, 
they're just like, okay, red. And then there's like, cool, there goes the power card I was saving. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. So that one that one seemed real good. Uh, apparently multiple people I played drew, you know, got it in their pool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, it was really cool looking at the pools and trying to understand who it was good for. Um, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I had a lot of stealth, but I didn't have a lot of reactions. Um, and I didn't have a ton of like the, good red generic like two for sixes um so azuri i feel like i might have been able to do an azuri deck but it just felt like not great so um and then i was just kind of overwhelmed with the possibility so i decided to go arachne and just try to go again and attack multiple times and you know it took me a couple rounds to get like into that a good like play pattern of it um just making sure like ours like coming in with an arsenal being able to like go like three or four Mm -hmm. wide was just like way better and it just took me too long to really uh get into that because i kept getting just uzuried in my first round oh also (laughs) i i had two uh short and sharps which i read incorrectly and uh didn't have a target attack action card with two or less base power. So when Mm. I took a bunch of damage to do a bunch of damage back, the card was dead in my hand and I was Mm. pissed. Um, But yeah, it was, but I also had, I had like a good amount or not good. I was like five or six red arrows, but they seemed like good red arrows. I didn't have a widow maker. I did have the Falcon wing. So it was called Falcon shot, something like that. Uh, That was like the only go again. Um, and I had like four traps, so I was like, maybe I could do Riptide, but I just wasn't able to, uh, you know, just analyze it correctly yet. So like I said, it was just like too complicated. So I was just like, screw it. And we're going, we're going easy mode, just trying to do go again. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think, uh, death touch is just a crazy card. Um, oh, totally. I think in Uzuri and Riptide, it's just like easier to get off. But once I kind of got used to making sure I got in an arsenal and stuff, it was totally cool. Um, and the common equipment was really interesting, I thought. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what was I had? I had the Threadbare Tunic, where you can break it and gain a resource only if you have no cards in hand, which took me like two rounds to like get that in my head so that I would like do it correctly so I could crack it and then come in with like a two cost attack at the end of the chain, um, yeah. which was just like super dope when you can pull that off. And then like the, <clears throat> I had the mask of malicious manifestations, oh, sick, which was really cool. I mean, it blocks, which is great. But then <clears throat> when you just like, maybe I'll get a better attack and <laughs> you just kind of like go for it. Uh, yeah. Or if like you have <clears throat> not enough attacks and too many resources, it was a great thing. I also had Blade Cuff, but I never really had enough resources, and it doesn't seem as good in uh, Assassin to pay two, to then pay two, and pay two to get plus two <laughs> yeah. on your dagger yeah. attacks. Um, <clears throat> but I think if you ever, if I ever had like a full blue hand with like a good attack to follow it up with, it would have been great. It just never worked out that way. Totally. I had Blade Cuff in both of my pools, and 
I was having a hard time evaluating like is the two points of damage better than the one point of block? And I kind of just sat there and thought like, well, if I have two blues and they're at like four health, then maybe that's when I use it. But that just never came up in any of my games. So I just used it for the block. And that's what I really liked the most about the equipment is blocking equipment with a ability also on it that you can Mm -hmm. utilize. And that was super sweet, I thought. Um, But anyway, I'll let you keep, uh, keep going. Yeah, no, the, the equipment was really interesting. I thought I I had like, what else did I have? Fleetwood, Fleetfoot, Fleetwood sandals, (laughs) Fleetfoot sandals, uh, which kind of suck. Um, but that's what I had for feet. So I ran them. Um, a couple other things I would shout out as like, just seemed great in limited ravenous rabble, just a good fucking card. Yeah. Free go again is great. Um, if I had, I had a yellow and a red. If I had one more of those, I think my deck would have been like significantly better. Right. Uh, <clears throat> looking for sc- looking for a scrap, I think is a dope card. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the rare cost one. Uh, I think it attacks. Is it a red too? Is it just yellow? It must be in red too. Yeah, it comes in all three. Yeah, so one one for four. I had it in yellow, so it was like one for three. But then as an additional cost uh, to play, you can banish a card with one power from your graveyard. When you do, it gets plus one and go again. So it became yeah. a break point uh, and uh, would get go again. And I just, once I realized that I would like, whenever I saw a one power card, I just needed to block with it to get it in my <laughs> graveyard. Because um, I didn't have that many because they're not great. I guess, you know, the blue assassin cards, but, you know, just block with it. And they're like, this is on. Whenever I get this in hand, I'm going to have like a way better turn because yeah. I can just banish it. So I thought that was really dope. Um, and then the last one was Scout the Periphery, which isn't great in Arachne because I kept reading it. I kept forgetting the line that was like, you know, the next attack action card you play from Arsenal this turn gets plus three. Uh and so I was like, oh, I'll save this card and arsenal it. And then I'd read it and be like, well, I can't arsenal this card. <laughs> <clears throat> so once I like learned how the card worked, it was just like, I would be like, okay, I don't have an arsenal right now, so I'm going to pitch it. And then when I'd get it later, it would just be like an insanely better turn. Um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously better in Riptide because he can just load it with his ability, uh, you know, put another attack into his arsenal just by you know, playing a trap or whatever. Um, and I thought, I thought it was really good when I got it off, but it, it was, it was an interesting card. And then all the last thing I'm going to mention was the freewheeling renegades, I think is the worst card I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was like one for six and then minus two, if they defended by an action card. So if it's minus two and they defend with an action card for three, it's coming in for one. And you're just like, this is terrible. Like, I, I guess if you can end your turn with it and they've already blocked with everything, it's super punishing, but it just didn't seem like that was likely to happen. And I took it out of my deck really fast. <laughs> yeah. I, I at first thought, Oh, maybe this card's good. If they're like trying to hold on to like a four card hand, you know, like hold all their cards. And then they're like, Ooh, I got to take six or, 
I can block and take less, you know, was yeah. maybe what I thought it was for. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on all of those cards are, are super good. And I think one of my biggest takeaways is just how good the generics are. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like obviously they're, what makes them so good is how well they are designed is what I'm trying to say. They're super well designed. They're really flexible and are have this little bit of nuance to all of them that you can learn to just make them a bit more efficient, which is, I think, really cool. Um, the only one I did not particularly like that I had in both of my pools and was having a hard time figuring out if I liked it or not was destructive uh, deliberation. Mm. Uh, When it hits a hero, creates a ponder token, but it's a two for five and it just feels like it should block for three, but then it doesn't. So even though it makes a ponder, I just, I just had a hard time wanting to run that over the other stuff. But that being said, the times when I did have a ponder token at the end of a turn were super good. Like my turn yeah. just felt so much better when I would get a card back just to Arsenal. So maybe it is kind of maybe more worth it in yeah. that regard. I mean, for me, I didn't have a lot of choices. That was one of the only red generics I had. So I was like, well, I got to run it. Um, right. And it ponder what I think was undervalued by my opponents. They were just like, sure, you, mm-hmm. you can get that. And you're like, great. I get to play all, all my cards and then get a card to arsenal. Um, which, you know, for me is like, as long as it is a stealth card, I don't care what color it is. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, I thought it was good, but I know what you mean. It, it's a little bit weaker, but the, the balance on them, it's so cool. I think that there's just so many of these like two for six cards, they block for two. They have interesting hit effects. Um, and because so much of the card pool blocks for two as well, like they all become kind of serious cards. Uh, yeah. That your <laughs> opponent has to, to work with. It sucks when Uzuri just like smacks you with it for free, <laughs> but you know, uh, that's a whole other thing. Totally. Um, there, there were, there's a lot of like really cool extra little bits of nuance. So like Fleetwood Sandals, yeah, maybe not great. But what was really cool. Did you say Fleetwood Sandals? We're just going to oh, just catch on. Damn it. <laughs> Fleetfoot Sandals uh, was that you can kind of bait your opponent into not blocking your blue sneak attack. Mm-hmm. And then sandals it, and then it comes in for five and has go again, you know, which is super sick. Uh, so, like little things like that you can do with the equipment. What I think I was a little low in our set review on peace of mind, and that mm. card is much, much better than I thought it was going to be, especially if you have any of the seekers' equipment. So, being able to efficiently pitch a blue. Mm. and get upwards of five block plus an opt out of your equipment uh, was super 
super awesome. That was one of the things that made my Benji deck really good was I had this sideboard of, uh, and I just absolutely destroyed Patrick. Sorry, Patrick. Uh, cause I wound <laughs> up with three seekers pieces of equipment with three different peace of minds. So mm. I just had basically three turns where I could just get a ton of value out of blocking and then still come back with kind of relevant, um, damage at him and he was playing uh azalea is kind of when i decided to bring in that sideboard of stuff so that was crucial nice yeah peace of mind seems really good i think i had a little too few blues Mm -hmm. in my deck so it made it a little hard um so i ended up doing it against like azuri and uh I think mostly just assassins because I was afraid of like the reaction. Um, otherwise, I took it out because it was a little hard to to play. But with yeah, I can see that with the seekers gear, that's way better because um, you're yeah. Usually, mine would just hang. Um, uh, the extra resource would hang, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, totally. Um. And I think there's probably a few more of these like little efficiency plays you can get out of these cards and understanding like, oh, I have these synergistic pieces. So now I have this, which can I I can slot into this deck or it just mm-hmm. makes makes X deck a little bit better, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did really notice in my pool of cards was my ninja cards were hella whack. Yeah, like Katsu seemed impossible in sealed out of the 12 packs I opened. Like I had equal copies of Descendant Gustwave and Bonds in one in my Benji pool. But then I also had equal copies of Head Jab and one two punch. And then I had like back heel kick. With no twin, which I had six copies of, and no twin twisters, or whatever the freak that card is called, you know. And then in my first pool, I had none of that stuff, and I had a bunch of deadly duos, I had like six of them, and one, two punches, but no head jabs, and I also had back heel kicks, but no twin twisters. So it was yeah. like a totally dead <laughs> uh, pool, basically. Yeah. You know, I guess Deadly Duo was like maybe okay, but then like into one two punch, it like doesn't do a ton. You know, I guess maybe buffs those, but you know, and I had no be like waters or yeah. or anything like that so it just didn't feel like it was going anywhere yeah ninja was my smallest card pool so that was just like immediately okay i don't want to do this because it wasn't going to work and then on top of that just i think there's just going to be a bigger learning curve for ninja in limited in this set just because you really need to know what cards you need to make the combos work because you have these cards that change the name of cards right and you know you but you need other cards to 
enact the combo on other cards is just like a lot of things to hold in your brain. So being able to analyze that really quickly, I think is pretty difficult. Um, and I think, you know, some people will figure it out, but it, I, I heard the same thing at my pre-release. It was just like, there was not enough ninja cards in the pool to even consider doing it. And the only ninjas I saw were Benji players. Cause I think they had just enough low powered, cards with a mixture of some like good stronger cards to like do what benji wants to do um which is like go again unblockable damage and like bigger hits i think so Mm -hmm. that that seems on like initial impressions like that benji might be the easier one but i'm very curious to see if in draft you're able to really uh yeah find your way to a good katsu deck Um, yeah i think so so we'll see. And it's not like the ninja assassin cards, the hybrid cards are like crazy helpful. Like, mm-hmm. okay, other than Hurl, which should go in every ninja and every assassin deck, like that's your win condition. Like in my Azuri deck, like I just pitch stacked both of them next to each other. I had two, just like a blue and a yellow. It didn't matter. And then just like you draw them, they're at two health and you save a, you know, you keep your life total high enough. Boom, they're dead. Two free damage done. And I was doing, uh, picking up my spider's bite and flicking it at my opponent when I activated her roll, <laughs> which got kind of mixed reviews, <laughs> but I thought it was super funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. Uh, and then like bleed out seemed a little bit i did have one red one which it did work out in the game i played it where i gambled and i'm like i don't think they're gonna block both of my kadachis and then i gotta go four go again which was super dope but i don't know if that that doesn't really help out either ninja really and then plunge or short short and sharp maybe is the best one for ninja but plunge also doesn't really help you a ton either. It feels like so. I don't know. It was it was it's hard to get the little extra help you need, you know, out mm. of your card pools. Yeah, for sure. I think it will be an interesting development. I mean, obviously, like the generics, ravenous rabble, seek horizon. I think can yeah. work pretty well. Looking for scrap Ninja, too, I suppose. Yeah, looking for scrap. Um, at least, you know, helping you do your go wide game plan. Um, but yeah, otherwise it, it really feels like unless you just have like printed on a lot of go again cards, it's going to be harder if, you know, you have too many combo cards with combo on them, but you don't have the combo requirements. Like you're immediately just kind of blocked out of, yeah. of the class, um, which is unfortunate. Um, Cause I think, it could be really fun. And like I said, I'm excited to see if draft, if that, you know, people find their way to building a cool deck. Um, and at the same time, I'm not mad about it because I've we've had to deal with five for so long that I'm tired <laughs> of ninjas being so good. So um, it's unfortunate that like Katsu yet again has to like, you know, not be as cool as he could be. But I think I have some confidence that in draft there will be, a bit more opportunity there. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I'm really excited for draft. I think it's just going to 
like to increase the power level basically and the consistency with all these heroes is just gonna be so sick yeah. uh in this format and i guess my last little point about ninja is and i could be wrong too it's still very early but you have a few more hoops you have to jump through you know what i mean so like you need combo cards you need cards with go again but you also need zero costed blues Mm -hmm. to really make that deck sing Mm -hmm. and so like if you can't get those in your blues like cost one or two or whatever then like it's hard to get your kadachis going which is like a huge part of what that deck does is that that two chip damage every single turn so compared to like assassin where like arachne you just need any attacks basically and some number of them to be stealth attacks mm-hmm. you know and azuri also just <clears throat> needs stealth attacks and like pretty good cards to cheat in you know what i mean and so that it also makes it easier for you to uh day one analyze those pools of cards and figure out those play patterns within the like allotted time to um deck build with the cards at a at a pre-release so mm-hmm. i i hope to see that this format sealed this is the first time i'm really excited about sealed evolve i want to see it evolve and and see what how we can flex this different type of skill than it is in draft yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm hoping I get to play some just like sealed with buds and totally you know, just open some packs and have a good time because that's just really fun and mm-hmm. you know a little bit less <clears throat> energy to do than uh, drafting. But I'm also excited about the draft experience. So we'll, I'm sure we'll come back with some thoughts on that as well. Um, I was curious if you felt mm-hmm. like there was a breakout hero i think i mean a lot of people played just at mine azuri and arachne Mm -hmm. um and the rangers seemed underwhelming but mainly i think because ranger takes a bit of getting used to because the play pattern is super different Mm -hmm. and it seemed like people were more hung up on like like, oh, well, obviously I keep all four cards in my arsenal. Like, that's really good. And then just kind of struggling to play out all of your cards. Yeah. Um, and that sort of thing. I was surprised, just this is my opinion, how kind of much more powerful uh, ASC was than I maybe had expected. I thought it was going to be pretty good, mm-hmm. but just the go again on a stealth attack is like like spider's bite stealth attack with go again into who knows what mm-hmm. you know with resources floating was like such a mind game and it just was really good so i think yep. i think asc was maybe my kind of standout hero for sure nice yeah i i kind of got the same feeling that arachne felt pretty just immediately strong it's kind of that red deck win situation where it's just straight ahead game plan you know what you're trying to do you're trying to attack multiple times if you have the right cards to do that enough you're gonna you know 
you're just going to pressure your opponent a lot more um, than they're going to be able to to do to you. So I thought just immediately, I think he's going to be a breakout. I'm, I feel like, I don't know, just like, just looking at our, you know, discord at who won. Let's mm-hmm. say we have one Arachne, two Riptides, Azalea and Azuri. So I've, and like the Riptides and Azalea are people who are not strangers to Ranger, Stranger mm-hmm. Ranger. <laughs> uh, can't spell stranger without a Ranger. Um, That's true. And so I think they just, like you said, they understand the play pattern a little bit more. And I think if you can wrap your head around that, I think they're actually going to be very good if you have, again, the the card pool to support what they're trying to do. Um, so I am curious to see how this develops. I'm really excited to see uh, some, you know, high level limited play at uh, <clears throat> uh, the Pro Tour coming up this year so um it's gonna be cool uh to see how it evolves i feel like there's potential in this set to really get that kind of multi-step evolution of yeah uh, towards the best uh, archetypes in the format so it's gonna be really exciting it it is i've uh Never been more excited for a limited set than this one in particular. Like these will be my last couple of points here, but just the gameplay was super good, mm-hmm. super interactive, very back and forth. Um, the everything felt designed really tightly. You know, I didn't feel like there was kind of like, I don't know how to say it. Like there wasn't like a ragamuffins. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like we need an extra piece of equipment in here and this has an ability on it. Let's mm-hmm. put it in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then the last thing was the token diseases were much more powerful than I had anticipated. Like I knew blood rot was going to be great, but just inertia and even uh, frailty were impactful on for every hero. Having mm. any uh, any token was definitely a changer in tempo or um, or whatever. You know, they were more yeah. more impactful than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I must have misread frailty leading up to it because I did not pay attention that it was weapon attacks as well. So yeah. Yeah. You're just like, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna spider's bite, spider's bite, stealth go again, do this other go again and come in for two. And it was just like shit. I can't spider's bite because they attack for one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, totally. And it was just like, okay, that that is pretty good. The inertia actually never had um I think the only time I got one, I was just gonna play out all my cards anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think that one might be a little bit more situational, probably more uh I mean, I I think, but it can be very impactful. And then Blood Rot Pox like killed me round one. Um, I've got Uzuried, virulent touched. Uh, <laughs> he swaps that in, gives me Blood Rot Pox, and I was just like, that seems not fair. They <laughs> <laughs> just get this, and then I die because um, I blocked with all my cards to survive, and then 
I didn't take any damage, but then I got blood rot pox and I took two damage on my turn and that was yeah. game over. So that is very strong, but it, it did feel super back and forth. Like it felt, right. and I, you know, as you were talking about this, I, two thoughts came to mind. One yeah. first set in a long time with no arcane damage. Right. Two first set in a long time with no talents. Right. It just felt like straight ahead fab. Like we're trying to outvalue each other. Yeah. The cards are a little underpowered, can't block super well. So you have to leak some damage. So understanding where you can do that without leaking too much and kind of making those calculations felt really good. And I could feel myself over the night, like understanding a little bit better how to do that. So, um, I agree. I think this is, this seems like it's just going to be a really fantastic set. There's none of that. Like, well, this just feels dumb and unfair kind of <laughs> like ball lightning, uh, you know, five, whatever. Um, and I think, I think it's going to be good. I'll, I'm sure someone's going to find something busted that, you know, ruins people's times every now and then, but I don't know for the most part, everything seems very, like somehow like i don't see a lot of power creep yeah like in the limited format i'm sure some of these cards will eventually find their ways into like busted combo uh interactions but that's to be figured out in cc and that's another bag but for like the limited format i think this feels like really really tight yeah i think uh that's a great way to end the main topic and move ourselves into our signature segments that's right pick pass prey is back in effect we got a new draft set so Ooh. we're gonna christen this outsider ship off here so pick pass prey is a hypothetical draft scenario where i'm going to give you three cards colin and you're going to pick one, pass one, and pray one comes back around. Are you ready? Born ready. Hell yeah. Okay. So our first card up is Red Hedjab. It's a ninja attack action. It pitches for one, costs zero, defends for two, and attacks for three, and it has go again. Our our second card is Spring Load, generic attack action, red. So it pitches for one, costs one, defends for two, attacks for two, and reads. When this attacks, if you have no cards in hand, it gains plus three. Our third and final card is Mask of Shifting Perspectives. It is an assassin ninja Equipment head defense for one, but it has blade break. So when the combat chain closes, it's destroyed and it has an attack reaction. Destroy mask of shifting perspectives. Whenever a dagger hits this turn, you may put a card from your hand on the bottom of your deck. If you do draw a card. So Colin, which one are you going to pick pass and pray comes back around? Hmm. This one's tricky. I feel like spring load 
seems pretty good, but the conditional requirement to get to a one for five <clears throat> is a little rough. Um, but you can definitely craft your your hand to get there, um, I think, without too much trouble. Um, but in the case where you don't, uh, or you somehow mess up your your mental math, uh, it's pretty bad. But uh, let's see, head jab. I mean, head jab's just like solid. It's like a big combo piece. It costs zero, has go again printed on it, simple. So that also seems pretty good. And then there's this mask, man. I'm like looking at this. And I don't know, like the part of me is just like, well, it blocks for one. So <laughs> maybe right. just pick that <laughs> and it goes into two classes. Um, so like that in itself could be enough because there's not all the equipment blocks. There's a lot of equipment in this set too. Yeah. Um, so that is, <clears throat> all right. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to pick the mask blocks okay. for one leaves us a little open uh and it has like a pretty good ability i don't honestly know how great it is it's hard to to judge um but i guess you could fix your hand uh if you've got extra resources and not enough power in your hand to do what you want um but also maybe it just blocks for one and that's good uh i'm gonna pass on head jab because if Benji's the easy ninja to build, uh, <laughs> then three doesn't even help out. Well, I guess it would it would be fine. All right, I'm gonna say pass on head jab. Oh, do I want to pass on head jab? No, <laughs> I'm switching it up. I'm gonna pass on spring load. Okay. I don't like this conditional thing. It's gonna make me work too hard to get a one for five, which is only slightly better than most other cards that were, it will just have, you know, two for six printed on it or something. Right. So, uh, pass on that and pray head jab comes back. Cause if ninja's wide open and I got this cool mask and a powerful combo piece, then maybe I feel pretty good about ninja. Nice. We got there. I don't know if that was right, but we got there. Let's see what you say. And then we'll know if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I honestly am having a hard time. It's the mask, right, that throws you off. Like, how valuable is this piece of equipment going to be? Mm -hmm. Is it better than if I'm in uh, whatever it's called, Assassin, is shifting perspectives better than um, the uh, Manifestations, you know, mm. I'm unsure. I think manifestations is maybe better, but it's hard to know. So, and then you also kind of compete with the uh, ranger headpiece. So if I do wind up going ranger, now I've picked a headpiece when maybe I want a better headpiece. So it's it's hard to evaluate and it does block for one, which is really good. So that's the one that throws, throws me for a loop. But... Mm. I think I'm going to pick spring load because that leaves me the most open mm. to figure out what to do. And then 
I'm going to pray that head jab comes around because it's a combo starter. It's also in red and it is just a really good necessary card that I would like to have multiple of. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going with that. And I'm going to pass on the mask because I think we're going to get, if we're going to pick equipment, we're going to pick something maybe slightly better, maybe like a threadbare tunic or something like that. Um, but I could see myself, you know, first picking any one of these three really. But so that was kind of the, so yeah, spring load pick pass mask, pray head jab. And I think it's a good exercise in figuring out what you value more. And I think staying open is, is maybe the way to go here in this set. So there you have it. I value my life. You do. (laughs) I don't want to die. (laughs) You do indeed. (laughs) Um, Sweet. So I'll post this, uh, these in the discord uh, for discussion later and uh, we'll figure out what, what everybody else uh, wants to do here. Nice. And yeah. Get ready. Pick, pass, pray for the next four months. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be there. I'm excited to see how our opinions change. It's Me be- too. I'm so excited for this set, man. Me as well, particularly draft and sealed. Like, I don't even want to think about constructed right now. I just want to play limited, basically, and learn everything I can. Except for ASC Blitz. That's true. Way to bring it back around. And it's the we build, you build. Don't forget, everybody, we're playing Arachne Solitary Confinement. And we're going to talk about it and see how it goes for the whole month of April. You can play it at your armories, skirmishes, kitchen table, talishar, by yourself on felt table with your dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) However you want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking do it. You know, obviously on felt table would be the most apt solitary confinement (laughs) experience. So, uh, you know, Go with that one. (laughs) You didn't see Colin was just shooting finger guns into the air in celebration of that, that little quip I had. So (laughs) thanks buddy. Hell yeah. It it was worth it. Uh, And that's it. Thank you for listening to the attack action podcast. Uh, It was a pleasure to be here with you, Taylor, Isaac. I hope you feel better. Yeah. I know what you're going through since indeed I, I must have given, I transferred this to you digitally uh, <laughs> through the reaction step recording. Um, and, you know, it'll get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. Yeah. Prayers up to Isaac for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the scary thing about plague is it's, it's only transmitted digitally and in a reaction step. So since we did no reactions, uh, in this episode, I think I'm going to be safe and probably dodge this one. Yeah. So Unless you yeah. block my virulent touch and then he's <laughs> just effed. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm super effed, but thank God, even though you have no shirt and no pants, you're still wearing underwear. So I won't have to block your, 
virulent touch down there. So, <laughs> uh, Colin, big thank you to you. Thank you for stepping up on this late night and making this excellent episode of this podcast possible. I appreciate that very much. Always a pleasure, man. Sweet. See y'all next time. Yep. Great outro. Nailed it. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast. On Twitter, we are at BattleBroTaylor and at BattleBroIsaac. Shoot us an email. The Attack Action Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, like and subscribe, shop for singles using our affiliate link, or support our Patreon for as little as $4 per month.